Welcome, everyone, to Athens Best, the podcast where we discuss all things happening in the Olympus Might League's top division, the Athens Division. I'm your host, Alex, here with you for another exciting episode to bring you all the action and news in what has gone on these last couple of weeks in the OSL. Today, we'll be talking about what happened last week in play-ins and what will be happening this weekend in the quarterfinals, those oh-so-important matches where it's going to be do or die for these remaining eight teams left in the OSL division. First off, let's talk about play-ins. Play-ins were the matches teams had to go through to make it into the actual playoffs themselves. There were a total of eight teams that had to partake in play-ins. Only four were able to auto-qualify into the playoffs automatically, leaving the remaining eight teams to battle it out, honestly, in what was really close smite action. Well, close in some divisions, but unfortunately not the Athens division. Athens division were all 2-0s. Far Out versus the crew, Far Out end up beating the crew in 2-0 fashion. Wailing Banshees do the same against the Underworld team. Jungle Skogs end up beating Fagard, not in a 2-0, but in an FF, a forfeit. One of Fagard's players unfortunately had an emergency and was not able to partake in the match, and so no substitutes were available to play the match out, and so unfortunately Fagard are out due to a forfeit, which is always very unfortunate, really, if you're not able to play out your match where it's kind of like in your hands to really be the the team that you know your team can be and play at your best. And you're not able to even do that due to unfortunate real life circumstances. And that's very unfortunate for Guard. One of the teams that also ended up winning was Warriors of Albion. If you recall, we talked with Hydra in our very first episode, captain of Warriors of Albion. This time we got to sit down with the owner of Warriors of Albion organization though, Majin Busha. And I got to ask his thoughts on going into the quarterfinals as well as their play in performance. I'm joined here with with a special guest, uh, Majin Busha, joining me here today. If you can give yourself a, a bit of a mini introduction. Hey, I am Majin Busha. I um, run the Warriors of Albion org for uh, a couple of different draft leagues. Um, and well, just right now, just OSL and GSL. But also, most people know me from running AGL for the last five years as well. Yeah, okay. Um, so you are obviously the owner of one of the teams in Athens, uh, the Warriors of Albion. Uh, based off of the Albion Giants bravado that you guys kind of run a lot of the time. Um, but just out of curiosity, we're getting towards the very end of the season. We're in s- quarterfinals. I was about to say semifinals. Uh, how do you feel your team has ended up doing throughout this season? I mean, have they been performing well? Have they been underperforming, do you think? I think if you look at the record, you believe they underperform. Uh, but if you actually look at some of the games or have watched some of it live, they've been in some games, even if they're like KDs, haven't really shown. And they have sometimes like had a, like maybe sometimes if one game wanted, then like just not being able to, to finish off a set and they end up losing 2-1. Um, I will say when they've played the stronger teams, like the the, the opponent they they're playing this weekend, uh, they played them actually in week six. Um, we can talk about that more then, I guess. But um, uh, typically, when they play the stronger teams, it seems to uh, not go as well, um, and it doesn't seem to be like a consistent weakness kind of thing. It just seems like um, they just haven't been able to overcome the hump. But that also was before. Um, Oreo and um, Gumbo switched roles last week. And if you know last week, they ended up beating the number four team from the Troy Conference, uh, Kitsune, uh, in order to make the playoffs. So 
who knows? I mean, maybe just that roll switch could be enough to maybe shake some feathers. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a strong performance last week. But, I, you know, you mentioned, like, your toughest matchup. And who was your toughest matchup out of curiosity? I think you said it was GG. Yeah, that's actually who we played this week. Um, GG, um, they won two different ways in two games. So the first game, they got a big lead on Ratatasker and just kind of just had to pressure across the entire map. Game two, they won through their dual lane. I mean, their dual lane just absolutely popped off. Um, Fresha and Aura together uh, just really, really synergized um, versus what we were doing. And, it, you know, it, it's with with uh, out, with my team, when you have moon jumping in mid, the guy is going to play one of 127 <laughs> guys that are available in the game. So you never know what he's going to pull out. So to see him go from like an Anubis to maybe like, um, I think at the next game he played like he- Heimdall mid, which has definitely not been like one of the better picks for a while. But he's played things like Bastet, Naja. He's played things like uh, like Standard Mages. He's played Tsukiyomi, th- things like that. So, I mean, it, like if it's up on the table, he's basically able to pick it. But uh, uh, overall, like, um, I, I just wonder with the, with the role switch and now with this team having played together at least a full three weeks the way it is, um, how is it going to differ versus a top team like Going Ghost? You know, Going Ghost has only dropped two single games the entire season. They earned 19 of 21 points. So that's that just goes to say um, how strong of a team we're going to face this week. I was going to say, do you feel like confident going up against Going Ghost this Sunday? I mean, they're the team to beat right now in Athens. So, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts going up against them this Sunday? Yeah, I think every opportunity you get to to play someone that has performed better than you all season is just an opportunity for you to show up and like maybe surprise somebody. Um, I'm not saying we're going to win, but um, we've seen several times in the past. I mean, let, let's think about what has happened this past weekend in the NFL. The Houston Texans took down the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Like, I mean, th- there's things that happen every week. Um, no matter if you think it could happen or not. I mean, we'll see. Um, I mean, these guys have been working on it. They've been trying to um, cook up some strategies and, you know, maybe come up with an idea of uh, seeing what they could do to take them down. Well, I mean, you guys have been in the league for, what, three seasons now, I think? Yeah, so all three seasons for OSL existence. Have you found this season in particular at all challenging? Like, have you come across any challenges at all this season as an owner that you've kind of had to deal with this season compared to other seasons, maybe? Uh, last season for me, for my team was awful. But as far as this season, um, and but I mean my team, I mean the team I actually played on. Uh, but this season, not like near as much at all. I mean, we had some trades with the Athens team. Um, I mean, Ionize was our one of our top picks and he ends up getting... Uh, traded um, for, I think it was for, I forget for who, off the top of my head. But the way I run like my org with my captains is you do what you think is going to be best for your your team. Like if you say, hey, I want to do this trade because I think this will make us better in this area, this area. Are we as strong as on the top end? Maybe not, but I think as a whole, it makes us stronger. Like if you want to do things you think are going to make you successful um, or makes the team like a better environment, like I'm all for it. I don't like tell people they can or can't do things. Um, I know some orgs are, you know, every org is pretty much run a different way. Um, but that's just my approach to everything. It's how I run AGL. It's how, um, I've done everything, um, historically. Um, you know, thanks to that, um, 
having Paragon and Bops in Sparta and Delphi. I mean, those two teams earned a bye for playoffs. That's the first time that's happened for us. Um, but as far as like any kind of issues, not really. Uh, I haven't had too many issues to worry about. I usually pretty communicative with my captains and they let me know of any potential things going on. And uh, I know yesterday Bob's got timed out in chat, but you know, when you want to defend your teammate, <laughs> I, can, I can get behind it. <laughs> okay. Oh man, that is uh, unfortunate, but uh, glad to hear that your season is uh, going well thus far and best of luck to you guys on Sunday. And thank you so much for joining me here on uh, the Athens best show. Yeah, sure thing. And uh, let's see a let's see a two over two one on Sunday. Once again, a huge shout out to Majin Busha for her having a sit down with me, and uh, hopefully his team can come out on top this weekend in quarterfinals. But as we mentioned quarterfinals, it's a perfect time to talk about predictions and matchups for the quarterfinals. So starting out at the top, we have the Bards College versus the Wailing Banshees. Bards College, top of their division on the upper side of the bracket. They're a strong roster that's worked well together all season long. They're definitely the favorites going into this set. The Banshees are a team that has kind of struggled all season long, arguably. They're starting to find their form, I think, now, which is what you really need to be doing for playoffs. So love to see what the Wailing Banshees are doing. Is it enough, no though, to beat the Bards College roster? In my opinion, I say no. Bards College, I think, will be the ones to come out on top of this set. I don't know. I, I think it can be close. Obviously, these are still best of threes. Semifinals and finals are best of fives. I think Bards College is a team that really favors the best of three format. So against the Wailing Banshees, I think they'll end up coming out on top. Next up, we have Royal Jesters versus Far Out. I think this is probably one of the closer sets of these quarterfinal matchups. It, it's It really is a bit of a toss up. RJ did will auto-qualify two quarterfinals over Far Out and has made some changes late into the season to their roster to really uh, lend themselves to have a, a strong team going into quarterfinals. I also think Far Out is a bit of a dark horse going into quarterfinals and the playoffs in general. I feel like they have also made the appropriate changes that have needed to be made. And so I think they could potentially be the dark horse of the tournament and come out swinging against Royal Jesters. I do, however, have Royal Jesters winning this set, though I don't think it's gonna go easy uh, compared to the other couple matchups we have in the quarterfinals. I think this will be 2-1 in favor of Royal Jesters. So I do think Far Out will take a game off the Royal Jesters. Next up, we have Going Ghost versus Warriors of Albion. Unfortunately for Majin Busha, I don't feel like this is going to go the way of Warriors of Albion. I feel like Going Ghost have been the team to beat all season long. They end up only dropping two games all season out of best of three sets, so they, they don't even drop a set, which is very impressive. They only end up dropping two games out of best of threes and still go on to win those series. So they're undefeated in the set wins. They're the first seed in the entire division. Uh, Bards College were the, the, the first seed of their division only, but uh, or sorry, their side of the bracket only. Going Ghost is the top seed in all of Athens. So they are the best, the best team. They are the top contender and they are arguably favored to go on and win the whole tournament. Warriors of Albion also looked a little bit shaky in the play-ins and so Despite what Majin Booster said about making some role swaps here for certain players, I don't think it's going to be enough. I feel like this is going to be a going ghost victory 
our final matchup, the Hanford Hairnets versus the Jungle Scogs. This is a bit of a toss up as well. I know I said that Royal Gestures and Far Out was definitely the closest, but I feel like this one's a bit of a toss up and it could go either way. I feel like both teams are quite good. Uh, they have strong rosters and then Skogs are a team with uh, some potential behind them. I, I do think, however, if Skogs can build the momentum behind their team, they can really come out swinging and just surprise the Hanford Hairnets uh, with their different strategies that maybe the Hanford Hairnets might not be ready for. And so I do have the Skogs winning this match despite Hanford Hairnets being the one that auto qualified into the quarterfinals. Skogs haven't really had to show much. They had an FF in the play-ins. And so when you're coming into quarterfinals, you automatically have that chance to see the teams coming from play-ins and what strategies they're going to be running in their play-ins. And so, but this hasn't happened for the Skogs. They had an FF. They didn't have to show anything. And so both teams, I think, are going to be really surprised by each other's play styles. This could go either way. I do think it's going to go to the way of the Skogs. I wouldn't be surprised if this was another 2-1 though. I feel like Hanford Hairnets is a team that can really adapt to what the Skogs have, especially after the game number one performance. So I do think this is going to go to three games and that third game is going to be the most crucial, obviously, because, well, obviously you get the win off of that, the set win off of your game three, but also because it's going to be who can adapt to whatever strategy comes out in game number two. If Skogs can show their strides in game number one and then keep going and then Hanford Hairnets don't adapt, Skogs will come up with a win. And those are my predictions for the quarterfinals matchups going on this week in OSL Athens Division. Uh, very exciting matchups to be had. And of course, just a quick reminder, these will be the final matches for four of these eight teams. We will be down to only four teams remaining in all of OSL in the Athens Division. There, I mean, this is the end. This is towards the end of the season. Next up, we'll have our semifinal matches, which will be best of fives. And then our grand finals, which will also be best of fives. Those will be the most intense matches matches of the season, a potential five game series. We are in for some insane smite action coming soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Athens Best. Make sure you tune in and subscribe to Athens Best pod on all your favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash spiritedbook. Uh, my name's Alex, once again, the host of Athens Best. And stay tuned for more awesome Smite Draft League action next time on Athens Best. Athens Best.